Let's go. Another half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I'm the Duke of Derps, also known as Garrett. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing this week, Charlie. We actually so there's some things, but I, I have a few things that uh, that I want to take care of before we get to the other things that we have to we talk about. But um, first, before we move on, there's a couple of uh, we call it housekeeping stuff like that. We're going to take care of first off the top. Uh, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Bane Duke, and you can follow Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. Um, and you can also make sure you guys, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, to make sure you go ahead and follow or subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode of Eat Sleep Elite. And uh, as well as make sure you go ahead and check out my Twitch. And also go ahead and check out the Vasoki Entertainment YouTube channel. Uh, these are all projects that we're all involved with and that we, that we definitely work with and that we want you guys to go and definitely. see um and charlie is there anything else that i missed I just yeah they just gotta sure. they gotta make sure to tweet us to fuck ourselves because that's oh, yeah. well as, yeah, no, as with tradition us. that is the tradition to. absolutely um but yeah so other than that there is one other bit of housekeeping i guess not really housekeeping just a little thing we have a few uh guests this week so I'll occasionally uh, we chime have, in yeah we we have uh brady and dart here this week so um we'll we'll see what we get from them throughout the show but um, we're going to go ahead and do things as we normally do, uh, which is normally we would do. We're going to go ahead and, uh, start out with our favorites this week. Right, Charlie? Yep. Um, and I'm actually going to let you go ahead and go with this week. I haven't even heard what yours is going to be yet. So, okay. okay. Um, yeah. Perfect. Go ahead. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was a pretty good week. Um, I thought dynamite was very, very solid from beginning to end. And my favorite this week is actually at the end of dynamite. It is the main event. Okay. The six man or the eight man tag, and Garrett, I was all in on this. We were kind of talking about it last week in the sense of, you know, this is literally NXT <laughs> with the AEW NXT and the Lucha Bros, and <laughs> it's like I was very excited for it because I love all the talent involved, and I just think when this match got rolling, it really sung, and oh, yeah. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there were some a uh, couple little fun spots including a, a Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson in the ring. And I swear, yeah. I think the crowd was chanting for him to pull out the Glock. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Like, Arn Anderson with the Glock has become a pillar of AEW at this point. Absolutely. It's replaced, uh, it's replaced Britt Baker at this point. Um, 100%. Yeah. I thought um, Andrade and Pac, again, every time they were in the ring together, just insane chemistry. Now, we've seen them go side to side a bunch. So I would not be surprised, Garrett, if within the next, like, I'd say six months, if one of those guys is holding perhaps a TNT title and the other is facing for it and we get, like, a really good TNT title match. I could see that. Um, oh, yeah. What did you, you think of this main event? Yeah, I I, I thought um, both main events were really good. Tease, tease, tease. Um, but um, I actually really enjoyed um, this match as well, but I – I don't know. I just I've always had an issue with like eight man tag matches. I don't know why. Hundred like, percent. They've can they can be fine, but like I just I don't know. They just get too like lost in the sauce for me. It can get too gimmicky. Hundred percent. I I fully agree with that. 
and I, it's fine, but it just ultimately turns into everybody just getting their stuff in, which is fine, but it's just like, I don't know, it just feels a little disjointed to me at the end, but it was a good way to end the show. I will say, it did feel like they caught, like, barely in the last spot of the match before the, the time ran out, almost, <laughs> like. They um, had that timer running backstage, and Tony was screaming, get this the fuck done! Get the match done! <laughs> is Tony ever going to turn into a McMahon and just start chewing the announcers out? I think when I think somebody made the point this week on a podcast that when he becomes accountable for the money that he has to make because there's not just like infinite money for him. To, I mean, he'll always have billions, I'm sure, because I'm sure he'll inherit money. But I mean, like, you know, he won't just be able to just burn all the money anymore, you know, like, burn all to, the to keep everybody. I think that's when he'll become a little more cynical about wrestling. I think that's probably what did it to McMahon was having to, like, not be able to, to being accountable to, for fiduciarily you know whatever you want to call it i'm trying to sound smart it's not working but um (laughs) you're good Um, (laughs) yeah no but i mean i don't think so not right now anyway yeah dart um if you want to show in here what did you think of this main event that we had this week on dynamite how you doing um my favorite it wasn't a match okay okay charlie knows what my favorite moment segment whatever you want to call it of this week was it was the MJF and CM Punk. Oh, yes. Yeah. Straight 20-minute battle. 20 minutes of just talking on a microphone. Typically, I'm not the promo person. But Respect that. those two in a ring talking on the microphone is probably the best two people on the mic right now. And it makes it so much better for the fans and stuff. Well, they, they were wanting this, man. They... They were eating it up too. I mean, the Rosie O'Donnell chance. I mean, come yes. on, you know yes. the 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 WWE. Um, what, what do you want to say? The WWE, like mentions like, like the Miz the references to it. Yeah. yeah, the references to Triple H, Punk and Triple H seeing on uh, the Miz even being thrown. Who would have thought the Miz would be thrown in there? And we had a Miz chant on Dynamite. Yeah, we had a Miz (laughs) chant on Dynamite. Somebody who hasn't been on WWE television in like three months because he's injured. And Dave Superstar is They cut his tag partner off TV. (laughs) They fired his tag partner. partner. (laughs) And now he's a Miz chance on AEW. Honestly, nah, Johnny Impact's coming back. But anyway, um. Johnny Elite. Let's get another name going. Oh, no. What did you think of that segment, Garrett? Oh, I I, I thought I, it was very close to being my favorite as well. It was like, okay. um, it was to me like what a 20-minute promo. Like we used to complain about like when they would open up like with a really boring 20-minute promo on like episodes of Raw and stuff like that because it was never good. Like it was just boring, same stuff over and over again. And just this person coming like out interrupting impactful. over and over. Like the thing is like, when you talk about MJF's career, I feel like this is a moment you're going to talk about because of how great it was. Yeah, so so far, this is probably MJF's best moment. Yeah. I, and it's against Punk, so it's going to be forever yeah. idolized too. And the great it's thing is this is, a, this is a match you could see Punk losing, you know? Like, so yeah. it even sells it even further. Like, I think I think this one, you know, I don't know if you guys do foreshadowing and stuff. But well, of course. I feel like this type, this type of feud for MJF only sets up if he would win this feud. Only sets up for him to take the title off of Eggman. I think so. I think Something we constantly is, talk about is yeah. who is going to be the first one to beat Punk. 
Yeah, and I, and I, I keep telling I people they will use yeah. the fact that you think that he can't lose because of the ranking system against you because that's not how this works at all with an established veteran. I feel like you know, like uh, the, he I will put someone over. Where to lose? I think they face off a winners winners coming and Punk loses. That's, I, that's I would love it, man. I That'll would love if they did that with MJF and gave MJF that rub. Because just puts more heat on him. I just – and I, there was uh, so many great lines, but, like, I think – yeah, true. I think I, I think that my favorite line throughout the whole thing was – and this is going to sound corny, but, like, when he did the whole My Jealous Fan thing, because I was just, like – Yeah, like, that line didn't work for me, too, actually. Okay, so, so I'll tell you why it worked for me, because I absolutely know that there was a poster of CM Punk on MJF's wall, you know? Okay, like, that's fair. I thought – that line no shot there was so like, it's like it's truth that when you it can insert a little bit of truth and also turn it into a barb i feel like that's not just like indicative that you're good at making promos but good at riding the line of what's an actual shoot versus what's like a shoot work promo which is what this was by the way this yeah. wasn't like them just shooting on each other and bringing stuff they were incorporating the story into it as well you know like they they did a very good job of, of mixing off the script and scripted parts. Yeah. They, they, they did a very good job. They, I feel like they just kind of gave them a basis on what to cover. Blending those blurred lines, if you will. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so Garrett, what, was, what about you this week, man? Take us a uh, – what was your favorite? Take us through the, uh, the mind of the uh, – Yeah. The digital phantom. We need to exactly. hear Exactly. So I had a match this week that not a lot of people are going to have as their as their favorite probably, but I really enjoyed Eddie Kingston versus uh, Daniel Garcia. I don't know something about Daniel Garcia is just drawing me in right now. Some people are going to be like, "Oh, I don't know why you would feed Daniel Garcia, who's on this you know streak of being like a really great heel with 2.0 right now." To Eddie Kingston. Well, Eddie Kingston just took a loss to on the pay-per-view. It's not like he needs a win back. And, and Garcia Kingston just lost really... punk. So, like, he doesn't mind losing to big dogs. Yeah, I think it's 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 one of those things where Daniel Garcia can't afford to lose to people like Eddie Kingston and CM Punk and perhaps like maybe a guy like John Moxley when he were to come back or – you know, people that have established stars that have been champions either in other companies or in AEW that have the credibility to make it so that it's not just taking a loss. It's somebody you could believe that they would lose to. Um, but I actually really enjoyed what, what looked like, like it just devolved into just like them absolutely beating the shit out of each other. Like, um, I. I like that it seemed like Kingston got upset at some point in the match and just started beating up Daniel Garcia. It was great because Daniel Garcia yeah. does the strong style thing too. So he's just like, okay, I'll fight you, I guess. And they just started like, I don't know, this felt closer to just like a straight fight than I've seen a lot of wrestling matches on AEW be. Like they were just booking it like they were beating each other up, you know, like. Yeah. Um, what what do you think? It was really crisp in this match. I don't know. I just really enjoyed a lot of the in-ring work in this match. It wasn't the kind of headlock and we're going to go to the ground and we're going to hit the ropes. It wasn't that kind of match. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think as well? Charlie, I, I like, will say I think when, when Kingston was selling the knee injury, right, and then he hit that exploder, I, that to me stuck out. Um, again, I we've seen Eddie Kingston now get – he gets a lot of big spotlights because he's so good on the mic and the fact that he is such a big name. Like for AEW at this point, yeah. But again, the end of this this match ends, and now they're seemingly setting up Jericho and Kingston 
or uh, what's what's with I that? Mean, Jericho on Twitter did say that he didn't have any interest in actually saving Kingston, so maybe they're setting up Jericho versus Kingston. Yeah. So, um, but I will say this: I think Daniel Garcia is pulling his weight in this company, and he is Big one time. of those guys. He's been against now Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, CM Punk, all within like the past six weeks. And every single time he's in one of those matches, Daniel Garcia looks good. And I will go to the point of even saying, I think Daniel Garcia came off looking better in this match than Eddie Kingston. That's not me like jabbing at Kingston. I just think we're getting to a point now with Daniel Garcia that he's able to carry these certain matches. And this, this to me worked, worked out for him. Um, I would like to see what happens if we put Garcia up against like a super high flyer like a Dante Martin or maybe Leo. Give me, give me Daniel Garcia versus Dante. Yeah, I, I awesome. would like to see the mesh of those styles and see what happens with it. Maybe have like Hook and Hobbs at ringside or something like that. Yeah, it, it could work. So That would um, be good. Yeah. <laughs> Winter is coming maybe. so Possibly. I could see a Hook, you know, a little bit of rumors I, I might could suggest see... maybe Hook's debuting there. So, Yeah. I'm, yeah, rumors. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be so fun. I'm gonna talk about that when, uh, when after winter is coming, Charlie. I'll talk about that. People will be like, "What?" what? <laughs> I'm just gonna expose the business. All right. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, Eddie Kingston did pick up the victory there, and yeah, earlier I didn't, I didn't even mention this. Uh, the winner of the first main event was Malachi Black, FTR, and Andrade, and it was Andrade hitting Pac with a hammerlock DDT and getting the victory. So Absolutely. again, they um, it was those two together. So that kind of brings up that little theory of maybe a winter is coming match for a title, or possibly. I mean, uh, there's, 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 for, there's for sure going to be titles on the line because that's where Kenny won the belt, wasn't it? So it's like, yeah, um, that and it was the debut of Sting. So yes, I think it's safe to say we can see a Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page and probably a debut there. So. Well, that could also be where we see like uh, the like maybe the Rio match as well. You think maybe like yeah, if they don't throw that on a rampage, or they might throw it on that new belts show or whatever the hell that was. Oh yeah, battle of the belts in January. That that could be where they put that as well. They have a lot of options with with that. See, we're we're jumping ahead on the stuff. But you guys already, if you're watching this, you'll probably know what happened anyway. But we're we're gonna go through that later. But I mean, um, there was there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened across the AW landscape this week. We're gonna get we're about to get into a little bit more of that, Charlie. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I will take uh, Dark Elevation this week. We'll run through these results for everyone. And so, um, up first on Dark Elevation, we had Anna Jay and Tay Conti um, in a tag match. And they face someone that I want to note here in Willow Nightingale, who has been wrestling in MLW and other places. So, maybe they bring her in. A lot of people really like Willow. So, this is now her fifth time on AEW, but she hasn't appeared here in a couple couple months. So, that's important to note. Uh, Tony Nese had a match against Logan LaRue, and commentary was really putting over Logan as a guy like, he's an indie guy, and they really like him, and Tony Nese picks up the victory. We had Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs pick up a victory. Uh, Chris Statlander, Layla Hirsch, and Rio Muzanami facing the Bunny. Who? Penelope Ford and Emi Sakura with My Saruga? May Saruga, I believe. May Saruga. And Chris Statlander, Layla Hirsch, and Rio ended up winning that. I like seeing Layla back, by the way. I feel like yeah, bring Layla, in a Layla Hirsch more, Tony, please. Yeah. Um, Layla, Layla had 
Jade's best match. Just put her against some slightly smaller women because, okay, when she bounces off a big woman, it does always look great. But um, <laughs> I want to see uh, Layla wrestle Nikki Cross. Can we get ooh, that? I feel like that might work. Or, or just like for the size because she's short as hell, Alexa Bliss, just because I feel like it, even though she's not a great worker, she could work a good match with Layla Hirsch. 100%. Like, like if you put somebody that's that, isn't that like the whole like um, a couple of the Japanese women's promotion, they just had like slightly smaller women and it's because they work better. <laughs> With the, no, because yeah, like, there was a lot of small women in the Japanese wrestling scene, like at the, I'm probably at the time, and they just it looks better when everyone's around the same size. So like they were just happened to be like the smaller. That's why we're due the, for the the Nia Jax versus Nyla Rose, just Iron Woman. Anyway, um, <laughs> we had Frankie Kazarian pick up a victory. Why do you want to get Nyla Rose hurt, bro? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, in our sixth match, we had the Dark Order: Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Preston Vance. Facing an 0-41 Baron Black and uh, in a six-man tag. And the Dark Order picks up the victory, of course. And we had another very interesting note here. Our seventh match was Riho versus Trish Adora. Um, that's pretty shocking to see Trish wrestling AEW, but that is a great sign because hopefully that means they can bring her in. Trish Adora, uh, if you guys don't know, she was the number one ranked uh, wrestler in the uh, black wrestler rankings. And that kind of went around over the summer. And everyone's like, they started checking out some of the names. Like, Trisha Dora's rank one. So she caught a lot of eyes by yeah. doing that. And she's been wrestling the indies now for for a while. So a lot of people are very excited to see her bring in Trish. perfect kind of AEW kind of talent, it sounds yeah. like. The kind of person that's like worked their way up through the ranks over the years. Just exactly so i think this would be a great sign so willow nightingale and trishadora on the same dark is a good sign riho picks up that victory because she's back getting a mini push and our main event was wheeler yuda with chuck taylor and chris statlander versus serpentico this is honestly a fun main event i like serpentico he's he's just a dark guy but yeah he puts up fun matches it was nice to see wheeler pick up a victory Wheeler looks great when you put him against people with a similar style. I'd like to see Wheeler wrestle somebody that's not like just like gonna squash him in a match that's a different style. I'm still pissed at that Moxley thing, dude. Well, that I don't know that that match would have been that good though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it it didn't need to go that way. That's true. I agree. It could have been at least like five or ten minutes or something. You know, but yeah. you know, it could have been a match. Yeah, I agree, but. That tournament was like Squash City, so, you know. Jeez. Um, Our boy Preston yeah. Dirty. <laughs> anyway. Um, was that the... Was that, was that, yeah, was that was our main event. Sorry, my brain just, sorry, my brain just uh, bl- blanked out there for a second. Everybody, I'm back. All right, so... Yeah, so we had the the Dark Order was in... Uh, was the co-main event or was like two matches before? Anyway, I remember you saying something about the Dark Order picking up a win. But on the start of Darkness Week, they picked up... I believe it looks like another win. It was uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, which is a really, honestly, okay, I'm gonna, before I talk about the match and the victory, I have to talk about Reynolds and Silver really quickly. I really like them, right? It sticks out, There's man. There's something weird about them as a team that I'm just not vibing with, and I don't know why. Okay. Um, I just don't know, like, <laughs> what their deal is. I really like uh, John Silver. Fantastic. Silver's but great. I, I just don't like Reynolds that I don't he doesn't really do it for me. Not that he's not good. He's just I don't know what the deal is with the team. But um the Dark Order picked up the win via pin. It's just like I don't know 
what the deal is with the Dark Order with me, but I just, I don't know. It's like the AEW views them as like just slightly above dark level or something. It's so weird, you know, like. They, in my eyes, are being seen as the crowd guys. They know they can send them out, whether it's Dark Elevation, Dark Rampage, or Dynamite, and the crowd will get behind it. And pairing them also with Hangman is actually a very good, good, very good thing. Yeah, that works. I will it say I did like the work. finish of the match, uh, the, like the the double enziguri and the rolling elbow during suplex, like weird thing that they did. That like the combo that they hit in the match a lot of times, but doesn't always get them a pin. It usually gets broken up. I like that they won with it because it's like a weird combo of moves that doesn't really seem like a finisher, but it just it feels like it would win a match, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, then Rio took on Karma Dean. Um, I feel like Karma Dean's been on a few times. Am I crazy? Like, um. um. I, I th- it does ring a little bit of a bell. Like I'm thinking, like a consistent job out, but like because they hit a lot of the same cities, is probably just happens to be the case. It works out. Rio, where Rio picks up a pin. You know, they're really pushing Rio right now. And Rio we'll on both Monday on. and Tuesday. It's like, oh, okay, time to keep an eye on that. It started making me thinking, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe she'll actually win. You know, and maybe she'll get a shot. And you don't know, but like, um. Because that does it. Sometimes you just need, uh, you know, it's we've talked about. There's no legit challengers. Well, the legitest, most legit challenger you can have is a previous champion. You know, um, yeah. Other than like somebody who's like literally built up to be the next, but you, other, you know, they they don't. You know, we're not doing that. Uh, but in match number three, uh, I don't know if I said, but Rio got the victory via pinfall. It's a double foot stomp. Great finisher, by the way. Great finish. Um, before love... before we before we advance. Okay. Is this the first time? In like AEW, to where the a former champion is facing the current champion in a totally different feud. Possibly, I I think so. I do not. I do not remember a champion like a former champion Rio, the second AEW Women's Champion, facing or anybody facing. Has Cody ever challenged more than once for the TNT title? I'm not sure. Well, with Cody, they put I, it back on him after they knew John was sick. I don't know that that counts, though. Yeah, so yeah, it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. They weren't planning on doing that, but especially with the like women's division. Actively no. doing it, you might be right, but I, I thought I remember there being someone who had been champion uh, no, more than once. Rio, but. literally, when she dropped that title, they kind of just put her in her own thing, and that's kind of been the same yeah, story. She dropped from yeah. the face of the earth. So, we didn't see Rio for so long. I know, because when she came back, everyone popped like crazy. And I was like, oh, okay, Rio. And that's when I started like being like, okay, Rio. My, I would like Rio as champion and stuff. But I mean, like, you know, because um, like we, we always keep saying, like, there's just no legitimate challengers for Britt Baker right now. It's just so tough. Like, no, when they throw the entire division in a TBS title tournament, they have no idea what to do. But we'll we'll mark the. I'm sure after the TBS title tournament, they'll have decided some about, about some established stars. Like, you can already see some of them coming out of it. Um, I mean, Anna Jay, I think Anna Jay, Chris Statlander, and Thunder Rosa all coming out of this will be looked at as top talent, possibly. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, but yeah, that was some good stuff. I, I'm glad you brought that up um, because that, that was a good point. Um, but in the third match, uh, Daniel Garcia um, and wait, uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, so I was a six man. It's just the way it was. Anyway, um, and they were facing, was this like Job Squad or something like that? Um, it happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know these names. <laughs> hey, look, dude, it's three men I don't know the names of. I don't care how many times they've been on. Elevation, but I can guarantee you 
half of those matches are some sort of job outs. True. It's a lot of independent talents. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the independent talents. They may have even been on AEW Dark and Elevation before. I just don't know because, you know, I didn't watch the whole time. I've been open about that on the podcast. Uh, but 2.0 and Daniel Garcia pick up the win via submission. I like it. Winning with the Scorpion Deathlock. Did it, Garcia? Yeah. Um, I love what they're doing with them still. I would love to actually see. Have we seen Daniel Garcia and 2.0 like taking on like Darby and, and Sting and maybe like, I don't know, throw somebody else in there? I would put him against Cole and the Young Bucks, dude. Ooh, that'd be good. Um, and in match number four, we had uh, Kiara Hogan um, and going on against Notorious Mimi. So this is weird. So Kiara Hogan was kind of like not jobbing out to people, but was like, you know, losing matches to people that were on their rise a little bit. And it looks like maybe Kiara Hogan might start turning that back the other way a little bit. I don't know. You got it cool? Yeah. Uh, Kiara, I, Kiara, yeah Kiara Hogan picks up a win off a roundhouse kick. I, I like when people have like – like really slick finishers like that. So we'll see. He's with the pin. All right. We're going to come back to this later. But in match number five, we had Bear Country versus um, Chad Lennox and Kane Carter. Okay. We're going to come back to Bear Country later. We're going to come back to them. Bear Country get the win versus via pinfall off the assisted splash. We're going to come back to them. I'd, I'd like that Bear Country is getting a push-ish, but it's – you know, I like them. They Does have anyone else have any there with Bear Country. They absolutely have something there with them. It feels to me like when Heavy Machinery was at its height. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. They got a nice little gimmick going. Just like, just get, like having just an athletic big man team, you know? Like they can, not that they're super athletic, but having a team that can go with some of the other teams. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't happen that often. Um, and match number six, I actually really enjoyed. Um, not the match itself. It wasn't, like, spectacular or anything like that. But... Um, I really like what they're doing with Anthony Green right now. I want to see Anthony Green become a regular in AEW. It's um, kind of like we mentioned with the 205 guys, you know. They're, they keep bringing these guys in, and some of them stick out. And clearly, Anthony Green stuck out more than Stallion Rogers. I really like his look, and I like his in-ring style. I think it's different. I think it complements a lot of other people's styles in AEW. Uh, he picks up the win off of like a crucifix driver i i liked that finisher dude it looked nice 100 percent. i mean it does they can come up with a better name for it but like it it's it looks great either way so oh i like it <laughs> i like it um that'd be good but um or something else silly you know what I mean? but i like anthony green um green please sign anthony green tony um that that's 100 percent gonna happen Yes, bring him in. But Anthony Green, no, dude, I, I'm with you with with how this went with him in this match. I was all in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then match number seven. This is actually an opponent I would love to see go against Anthony Green, Joey Janela. Um, taking on looks like Zach Clayton. I'm gonna name some of these guys. I'm name dropping the jobbers. You're getting called out, especially if you suck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> God damn it. I like seeing Joey Janela. I know. What are they even doing? Is he just like chilling? Like he doesn't care? Yeah, he's just dark know. right now. He's kind of relegated yeah. to dark a little bit. Bring Joey Janela. But you know what? Give Joey Janela a win on TV. I don't care. Do it. I want to see him. I like Joey Janela. Um, yep, same. Joey I like Janela wins via pinfall. Oh, go ahead. I, I like the new pairing with Kayla Rossi. It, it's working. Yeah, I like me. that. It looks good. I, I like that. I like I like Joey Janela. All right. Just bring. give me more Joey Janela. Damn it. All right. They were you for know, a long time. 
Yeah, I probably just didn't end up being something they wanted they, to go I with. I think they were together IRL, getting into TMZ here. I think they were together IRL, and then they actually broke apart. So yeah, that's, that's a good I mean, that happens in wrestling, so you explain why. Uh, it happens. He might be working some indie tech shows, and it's like, hey, who's, this is chick we, dude, we, pretty good, we, you know? We need to keep Sabian versus Joey Janela for the uh... – <laughs> An LFP Ford on a ladder match. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Ford on a ladder match. <laughs> Joey Janela on a pole Penelope. match. Wait. Is it, is it a picture of, of Penelope Ford on uh, – <laughs> Or is she Aaron, actually – What was Asian? the Judy Bagwell match? It was a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Well, there was also a Viagra on a pole match in, in, in one of those, I think, as well. Like Yes. So so wrestling has gone nonsense at some points. But we also actually had like a little promo for uh, Bear Country at one point on this show, I believe. Um, Putting which, over again, Bear Country a couple times, huh? Oh, we might think yeah. they might do something Interesting. You think you might actually get like, maybe they'll I, show I up. I just got a poke in here. You guys got to get your facts straight. It was a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Thank oh, you. Oh, sorry. Thank, thank sorry. you. Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Thank you. Um, yeah, true, 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 true. Um, we need a, uh, we need Hornswoggle on a, on a, uh, what the hell was that old stipulation? Scaffold match. Yeah, That's what we need. Um, anyway, so match number eight, we had, uh, Emmy Sakura with Lulu Pencil taking on Valentina Rossi. Um, I like Emmy Sakura. Put Emmy Sakura on Pencil. TV, please. Um, Lulu Pencil's like, over, dude. Yes, put Emmy, put all three of them. Put Lulu Pencil, Emmy Sakura, and Mesa Ruga on TV, please. I want to see them on TV. You've shown hey, me enough of them on Dark. I want to see them. They they can. Emmy uh, Sakura can go. I'm telling you. No, nah, man. But instead, they're gonna put the entire top of the fucking roster into the TBS tournament instead of people like this. But it's okay. You know, it's, it's Emmy, okay. no. I just want to see Emmy Sakura on TV. I don't care if they push Emmy Sakura because they probably won't. Because yeah. that's just the way AEW does things. Usually, they'll they'll decide who they want to book based on who they want to book. But you know, she's fifteen and twelve right now. I would like to see Emmy Sakura on TV pick up a couple of wins and then maybe get a push out of it. Um, but you're Tony feeder to Jade next week. Thank Don't you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway, um, the wins with the Queens game. Yeah, but I like the I like her finish. I mean, it's it's good. Anyway, match number nine. We had Matt Hardy with Jorah Joel. I like Jorah Joel. Um taking on a local talent. And I love what Matt Hardy has been doing on dark recently, where he just yells at people in the ring about how he's a great wrestler and they suck. Um, I, I think, yeah, this is a good little spot for him. And I think he genuinely yeah. likes Jorah. Like you feel like that chemistry when they're together out there. Mm-hmm. And I would like, maybe, maybe we'll see a similar thing like where will, where it'll turn. And now Jorah will be having a match, but he's still, you know, dressing down the talent or something like that. I think that'd be kind of funny. Um, but Matt Hardy picks up the win via pinfall, twist of fate. Um, I still think Matt Hardy has a place in pro wrestling in 2021. I, I don't 100% agree. I, I agree. Um, in match number 10, we had the acclaimed, which is one of my favorite tag teams right now, honestly, um, which I wish got more on TV, um, taking on Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. Um, like, do they actually, uh, they're, they're the, what, what is their tag name? I can never remember it. I believe it is something to do with the nightmare, uh, either academy maybe something the nightmare family it's so yeah whatever yeah. The, the stable is definitely the nightmare family the nightmare family taking on the acclaim basically i don't know it, it's just listed as lee johnson and brock anderson here which makes sense but i mean you know and arn anderson was with them as ringside as well um i actually i thought this match actually went pretty decently um but I, there were brock some is spots getting better. better yeah i think um between the two of them obviously i i think um the one with the most potential is brock but that's just because of all the opportunity he has because of you know Family ties, stuff like that. 
I really like want to see them do more with them, but um, obviously I want to see the acclaimed do more as well. This is the match of people I want to see them do more with right now, basically. Um, I, you know, and I'm 100% with you with the acclaimed after last week's match. I, I think the acclaimed have it all in ring promo. They clearly have the promos. Yeah, absolutely. I really, I really enjoy what they were doing. Um, any claim pick up the one of pinfall. And then we had uh, a match number 11. This is war uh, Wardlow taking on a man. He just power bombed into submission, I believe again. And then no, this is the F 10s match. Sorry. They've, they've been doing a lot of weird stuff with Wardlow recently where he just beats the hell out of people and I'm enjoying it. Um, They're getting him like, on TV every week for a reason. How do you feel about this dropping him on the knee knockout win thing? Um, it, it's fine for how big Wardlow is. That they're they're preparing true. Wardlow for something. Maybe it's who, Wardlow. Who, who's CM he Punk. gonna do that to? That's like a major star. He yeah. has to, right? It, it might be versus CM Punk with this MJF feud. So, oh my gosh, we'll that see. He's not in the match or something. Oh, they're they're prepping oh. Wardlow for something, and that's clear as awesome. day. Hey, I, I love what they're doing with Wardlow when when picks the win via knockout. I love seeing that. Um, and knockout. So yeah, and match number twelve was. I actually thought really great. Uh, we had Tiger Style taking on Nick Camarano with Aaron Solo um, at ringside. And I actually really liked this match. Um, Nick Camarano is really winning me over because I just was like, weird look. But also, I feel like he looks like the kind of British guys that can just go, you know, which it seems yeah. like that's the way that Camarano wrestles. So um, I really enjoyed this match. And uh, Lee Moriarty. I think has something. Moriarty, Daniel Garcia. There's a couple of these guys, man, that they got something there. Absolutely. Oh, imagine that match. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they've done that on the indies, but they need to bring that shit to AEW. Let's go. I would love to see it. All right, so let's – uh, yeah, so Lee Moriarty picks up the win via pinfall. Um, Good decision, too. It looks – it was like a, was it like a, uh, yeah, like an inside cradle. I, I like that. It, it doesn't make, it makes Camarado not look as like, doesn't look weak, you know. Camarado, also, he's had his spotlights. He had, he had that main event on Dynamite against Dustin Rhodes. That was pretty good. So, I mean. You just don't want the big guy to look weak. So you, you do yeah. a sneaky finish. But, it, I, you know, it also fits uh, Tiger style. So, I mean, you know, whatever. I also like the gimmick they have going with, with that. That's interesting. I want to see them flesh that out a little bit more. But, yeah, that was dark this week, guys. That's, I, there was some good stuff. Yeah. And and that's kind of where I want that TNT title to stick around. Guys like Tiger style. Like, I, I want to see him get involved a little more, too. Yeah, I kind of like that. The idea of the, the main event can be a different kind of match every time because you can have a mix of styles, right? Like, that was the cool thing about having Kenny as champion is you can have a different kind of match with everybody, right? Um, yeah. But... And, and, that, and that being the idea with that championship and then the more athletic, not necessarily cruiserweight style, but just the more athletic, you know, style of wrestling that people on the indies really enjoy watching at any shows, you know, um, being associated with the TNT title. I think that makes complete sense because especially because you're building up stars from that universe, you know, give me Lee Moriarty um, versus Johnny Gargano. All right. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Let's hop into dynamite here. So we covered the beginning of dynamite as that was Mr. Dart's favorite here. And that actually kind of turned into being a swerve a little bit because we just assumed it was going to be CM Punk versus Cutie Marshall. We thought that was just, they were just going to jump right into the match and then MJF came out. Um, Now here's the thing. I don't, I I understand why they're letting Punk just straight up wrestle everyone like a a good 12 to 15 minute match. Yes. I don't think it needed to happen against QT Marshall. 
I, um, I, I think maybe the crowd was into it, but this did not need to go to a commercial break. Is that fair to say? This match did not. We've okay, seen that's Punk fair. do this every time where he gets out there and has a 15-minute match with no matter who it is. Cutie I mean, is literally one of the lowest guys that they have. So I yeah, I didn't understand the choice of opponent, really. What I will say I is QT Marshall definitely – I've said this a couple of times on our show, but can definitely wrestle a really good match, right? Um, but I don't think they let him usually. So, like, I – I don't – I don't know. It's a weird choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Going to poke in here real yeah. quick. Um, here's the thing. When Punk and MJF were going toe-to-toe on the on the promo, right, Punk is the baby face. Yes, we agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. So people are supposed to like CM Punk. Well, you can't let the heel make a bunch of true statements in the promo before. And when MJF came out and said – Oh, Punk, you're struggling against the lowest of competition, so why should you be getting all these big chances? Well, 100%. having a long match against someone like Marshall is is proving the point of the heel. This is exactly why the fans are turning on Cody, because he's a liar in all of this humble stuff, right? So we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But you can't contradict yourself in your booking by making the heel actually be the one telling the truth because then everyone's going to give up on the baby face. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up really quickly before we move on back to this. I will say something I forgot to bring up earlier when we talked about the eight-man tag match. It was kind of hilarious that Cody got booed so hard when he tagged in that he had to tag out. And they threw his belt back. Oh, my gosh. This is literally like heel stuff. He's he's, he's getting John Cena. Yeah, he oh, is. That's so bad. It's so bad. He's, he's getting when John Cena went to ECW, and he threw his shirt, and they threw it back. This is it's the exact same heat that Cody is getting. It's crazy. It's not, Agreed. It's not good. It's not good. And I think I think what Brady brought up kind of is my problem that happened with this match, and then why I do feel like it was a little bit of a booking misstep is Punk after that promo should have just beat him within five minutes. But I think, I think they're really wanting to do this thing where they let everyone wrestle Punk so they all can say that they had a match against him. That's what you need those fucking house shows for, right? It, like, am I wrong in thinking? He, this didn't – I think yeah, just, he should he should have beat Marshall by the time MJF was up the ramp. Let alone – And stared him down. That's what he should have done. Okay. Yeah, let alone Conspiracy bring it to a commercial theory. break. Will CM Punk not wrestle on Dark, and that's why he had to have this match with QT not there. No, they let him do it because it's two Chicago guys. I know why they did it, but I just think – I think Tony needs to just kind of be like, all right, we're going to have to put him against some guys that he just beats. <laughs> That's all right. Well, hey, hey, theoretically, you could have – if you wanted to just have matches with Punk, you don't have to have house shows for that. They have like 18 matches of Dark every week. Like they could have yeah, matches I mean, with Punk. Adam Cole and Brian Danielson have all been on Dark. Let Punk do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Agreed. That's I fucking hope not. I really hope. I mean, you have Cody wrestling every week on Dark, just about. Um, I don't disagree, but it is a bit strange, is it not? It, it I is find strange. It interesting. Yeah. So, um, Punk ends up winning that match, obviously, and then we cut to Tony Schiavone backstage interviewing Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, and they're pretty much just saying, you know, Jurassic's top ranked, and that'll help him go for the titles. 
I, I think they're slowly moving on from that feud, which we're, we've been kind of hoping for. It was a great feud, but it's time to move on. Um, we get a little Eddie Kingston promo, which is kind of weird, but it worked. All right. And then, and then Garrett, it's time. Bear Country versus Gun Club. Okay. So, <laughs> why the fuck? Yeah. I'm swearing. I don't care. Why the fuck? Would you book them to win and then put themselves over in a promo? Not that any of that was particularly great. It was good. I really liked it. I wanted to see where they went with it. But why would you Why would you build up this team in any way at, at all if you're just going to have them come on to Dynamite and lose to a team that is going nowhere right now? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude to the gun club, but they're going to do nothing with them right hey, now. Hey, hey. It's, it's like we talk about what's, what's the end game with the gun club. They don't know yet. I'm telling you right now, they have no idea what the end game is with this team. Right? It's so, so Also, now they've booked themselves into a stupid corner with this because now they have two undefeated teams and one of them is going to have to lose. Oh, God. Is Darby going to put over the gun club? Listen. <laughs> one of them, if there's a time limit. Yeah, they'll just go to a time limit, which will be fine, but it's just like... Or double DQ, something. They'll do something screwy, and it'll upset me even more because they should never book themselves into that corner. Billy Gunn will be pinning Darby Allen next week on Dynamite. Oh Jesus! Anyway, um, (laughs) but yeah, I did enjoy. I did enjoy the sudden run out from Darby. Um, That was good. That was um, a gift moment uh, that he will have for the rest of his career. Yeah, it was great. It was a great. Billy Gunn is fifty-eight years old and has the best physique on the entire show. Let it be known. I'm not disagreeing with that. He actually does look great. He does look great. Um, but yes, I, I will say I'm with you there in the bear country thing. I I just don't know if they know what the end game is with that. Maybe they'll just end Gun, gun Club's undefeated streak next week and move on. But Possibly. Uh, wouldn't that feel stupid? Anyway. Um, AEW Battle of the Belts was announced. Dart, who yep. is Hangman Page going to be facing at Battle of the Belts? Got to be. I, I'm telling you right now, Hangman Page is facing Miro at Battle of the Belts. Ooh. He will have already had the Danielson match. What if they do Cody in the greatest heel turn of all time? He already had the Danielson match. Yep. So we got Cody, we got Miro. What are you thinking? He just goes Kingsley. Okay. Ooh, bad. Yeah. I I th- I could see it, man. Battle of the belts. Yeah, I don't think they view him as um not that the TNT title is less, but I don't think they would have him in a TNT title feud before they would have him go after the main title, honestly, or the tag titles. I think the only reason that Adam Cole would be in there is trying to like kind of like because they've already teased the the Kenny Omega mm-hmm. split. They've, they've already teased that's to prove he's good as Kenny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so the only reason why is he there would be like a backstage promo where he's like, it goes back to him holding the fort down when Kenny asked the Bucks to hold the fort down. He thought he was talking to him. You know that could be. You Kenny can have him lose that match, and that adds to the story so much. It does. Yep. It adds to the story so much. 
Oh yep, my it goodness. Just sets, it just sets up Kenny Omega versus. And if it's a hangman page that just came off beating Brian Danielson, oh my god. Yeah. Uh we cut to backstage with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, the undisputed elite. I'm just calling it that for now on. <laughs> um and they are interrupted by the best friends, and Adam Cole begins insulting them. Just seeing a little uh setup for uh Rampage. And then Garrett, Dante Martin is on TV. I'm hot. Dante Martin is on TV. We talk every week about Dante Martin is the guy. What are they going to do next? Team right, Taz literally. is sitting with Dante and Leo. They tell him they're done messing around and to sign the contract. Dante Martin signs the contract. Leo rushes looking at him like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> he signs the contract and they walk away with Team Taz. Garrett, I did not see that happening. I did not either. Well, actually, to be honest, I did because I did kind of throw it out there. I don't know if I did it on the podcast or just in a conversation to you. But, like, this was the name that I threw out. as like, I could see Dante getting tied up with Team Taz a little bit since he's not really sure what he wants to do. Sparks, Hobbs, like, Hook. Woo! I mean, hey, I I just – I'm sad. I, I I like the Leo thing. Dante Martin versus Leo Rush at uh, oh, Winter Coming. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. I, I, that is the uh, next film we are bringing in. I say that every week. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I I didn't expect it. I really would have liked to have seen them drawn out the stuff with Leo a little bit more. Obviously, he's still going to be involved with the storyline, I'm sure, but I don't, I don't know where they're going with this. It should be really interesting. Taz is just collecting athletic freaks, so let's go. Yeah, got bring Leo into Team Taz, maybe. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I don't know if I don't know if Leo's necessarily like, if Taz is necessarily a Leo guy. I have no idea. We'll see. Um, yeah, but, um, a little bit of TBS title uh, tournament match. Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa. Okay. I hated that they inserted a Britt Baker promo over Jamie Hayter's entrance. What the hell? You know, they, they don't know what they're doing with Britt. Well, you got you to think about this. I, at first, I thought that was stupid. Inserting the promo over the entrance. But towards the end, you kind of you kind of like got a hint on why they did it. Is they're gonna I try it. cheat Thunder Rosa? She's out. overshadowing her. She's gonna break away from her. I get it, but we don't need that story for Hold Britt on. right now. Hold on, Jamie Hader versus Britt Baker. Got it. Oh, no. That would that would be something that has some backstory, but um, actually true. I mean, that would have more gas than a lot of. Jamie Hader, the... I'm but... telling you, Jamie Hader is going to be the future AEW Women's Champion. She has. Well, she could be. I'm she not seeing it yet. Maybe. I, I, I'm I mean, not seeing it yet. She's decent in the ring. I would like to see her. I feel like she just needs to, like, I don't know. Maybe she just needs, like, someone that compliments her style a little more. I don't know. But, like, um, but um, I just don't understand putting a promo over someone's entrance. Wrestlers in AEW needs just somebody to compliment I mean, that's who I'm to put her against. Put her against people that she can actually put, like, a decent couple of matches up there. And I'll be like, okay, you know, like, yeah. I, I've just not seen enough, you know. So this this ended up being a pretty decent match. Um, they had a nice commercial break in the middle that they came back from, and it was kind of just uh, clicking on every cylinder after. I think they clearly told them, like, hey, speed this up a little bit here. <laughs> and they kind of went batshit for a couple minutes, and yep. there was a little bit of fuckery. Rosa Ducks, Baker hit Hater, and that kind of teases that little setup maybe you guys are talking about. And then Rosa pins her for the champ for the to advance in the tournament. And now, Garrett, this is what we've been talking about. Thunder Rosa will now face Jade. Yep. I've this is where everything can go to shit. They they are in a weird spot, right? Jade's either gonna beat Thunder Rosa and lose to mm-hmm. Statlander or Soho. 
Yep. Or Jade's winning this thing. Now, I <laughs> please, please, Tony, <laughs> when you do this match, don't let Jade beat her in three minutes. You cannot do that. Yeah, you right? can't. You, you really can't. They they finally have this. Now, I, I also don't think Jade should lose to Thunder no. because it's not in the final. I think the babyface victory over Jade has to be in the tournament final. Yeah, some of the booking of the setups and the matches in this tournament went a little weird. I would have had Thunder on the other side. So I think this means Thunder's not winning the title. Which, which is unfortunate. Which, which sets up Statlander or Soho, which you know I'm perfectly cool with. But yeah, I mean, I I, I overall I, I dug the match. I'm just now we have it. I mean, we've been pointing this. This was the matchup we've been pointing out from the beginning. You know what's going to happen with Jade. So I'm telling you, I would love to see Ruby Soho win this tournament, beating Jade. But I don't think we're getting there. That's to me. That to me. To me, Statlander beating Jade's my favorite result. So, I just want to see somebody actually get put Ruby over for something ever. Like, please, yeah, she deserves it. She's good. Like, come on. There's a reason why she got brought in instantly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. Um, yeah, so, um, Dart, uh, anything stick out to you from that? That with the tournament with Thunder Rosa, anything else kind of stick out to you from that? You can kind of see how we feel where the current state is. I like how the tournament's been wrestled. I just think they're in a weird spot. See, you you kind of talked to me about this a while ago. Um, a little few days ago, about how you said the same thing where the baby face has to be has to win the final. If you're gonna have somebody other than Jade win, it has to be the final. And I think that's where they're going with it. I really do think that they're going to have either Statlander or Soho win the title over Jade. That that I, makes I the most to me. That would be the best booking uh, thing they could do. It's either it's either Statlander wins or Thunder wins. Now, nah, bro, we're getting Nyla Rose versus Jade in the final. That is worst case scenario. Now they won't do that. Tony's not doing that. No chance. They do not have a baby face in that final. Right? And it's going to a, no, and it's going to a thirty minute draw too. <laughs> and yeah, so we go from this to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the first matches had almost more time than uh, the entire WWE tournament. That was so sad. Uh, all right. Chris Jericho is then getting interviewed by Alex Marvez. He gets interrupted by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Jericho begins insulting them. And he says Matt has a square head. Um, are we setting? This is a little bit of a preview to continuing Rampage that I did not pick up on earlier. So... I don't know. Daniel Garcia versus Jericho. Do it for either of you. Eh, it'd be okay. Eh? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Doesn't exactly sing to me his style. So No, but I mean, Jericho can wrestle pretty much anybody. So, you know. And then we finally get what we've been wanting for uh, Ruby Soho. Or <laughs> Riho. Jeez. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker is having her Friendsgiving dinner. And Shivani brings up a clip from All Out and says Riho was never eliminated. And that sets up a match for them on Friday. So... Um, I did like how they referenced something from the past, but, and this sets up a, a rampage match for Riho. I, at first I was worried it was straight for the title again. Like they've done three times in a row where they didn't have a match. They just said, Oh, something's happening on Wednesday, Friday. We're making Brit defend the title. Um, and we all know she's going to win. 
I think originally it was for the title. Yeah, I, and, and, then, I, and then and then they changed it because they were Which like, "Oh shit, maybe we should actually do a little bit of a feud for her." So yeah. I, again, I think this was another spur of the moment uh, feud for Brit. But at least this time they're referencing something from the past. And it's a star that's actually been established as a champion in the past, so it's not, like, unbelievable, you know? Exactly. All right, and so, and then we got Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana. I think this boom, was... Boom. Yeah, this, this was a fun little match. Um, Danielson calling the crowd fickle. You know, he knocks out Hangman's tooth. The, this match was a lot shorter, at least it felt like, than Punk, whereas I would have flipped the times because, you know, these are kind of... It's a little bit of a difference, but they're, uh, they're just having Danielson continue to, you know, have a little, little bit of the heel stuff again. Yeah, we're all waiting for the Danielson versus John Silver match because that's going to be awesome. I was wondering how long it was going to take before Danielson knocks somebody's tooth out, and yeah, and he did. So let's uh, hopefully Britt can help that guy out. <laughs> I wonder if she just fixes people's mouths backstage. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Danielson again did the stomps. So he picks up the win, and Hangman actually came out. And he went to go for right. a buckshot lariat, and Danielson rolled away, and that was the end of that. If Tony does actually listen to this podcast, give Danielson a win via actually by a knockout, like just straight knocking somebody out. But he's been doing it with Wardlow, but I'd like to see him get a win like that because he's won every way you can. I want to see him win like that. Yeah, I would be, I'd be into it. Remember there was a match, I forget which company it was in, where someone was just getting forearmed in the corner and then they just passed out, and that was the end of the match. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hey. Like, that was great. I'm into it. Um, so, yeah, and that, that took us to the main event, which we already talked about. So let's, in a thumbs-up or thumbs-down world, let's give quick uh, thumbs-up and thumbs-down for Dynamite. Uh, Gary, you, you go first. Um, I think I would give it a thumbs up this week. There was some good stuff on it. It, it could have gone better. There was some weird stuff, but like other than the Bear Country stuff, nothing really upset me, you know? Like Okay. So I think I'd give it a thumbs up this week. Uh, Dart, how about you? Yep. Can it be a, a mid? It, it absolutely can. Yep. Okay, mid. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. They're going to do it for me. There was, there was some uh, there was some great moments. There were some bad moments for me. It was just it was just, it was solid. I know they're not going to have a great dynamite every time like how they have been in like the past three months. However, shows been good. Yeah, I I think yeah I like the bookends of it. That's something I kind of mentioned Our a lot here. Pay per view show is always kind of meh from AEW. Like I feel like they kind of are. I feel like the AEW shows that really sing are those special ones. Like I feel like when they're a couple of weeks removed from a pay-per-view, sometimes they just don't know where to go necessarily, you know, which is not a problem. I mean, it's, you got to figure it out, but it just it seems like that sometimes, you know? Anyway. I, I feel like the, it takes a few shows after their pay-per-view to get built back up. But once they get going, it starts to get really good again. Yes. So, so. It, ta- it takes them a little bit to get some feuds going, but once those start going... Like we already saw it. We we already saw the uh, the MJF Punk feud start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, this week kind of did set a lot of that stuff up. So I guess they were kind of it, it's it transitioned into stories a lot smoother than I guess I'm giving. I would say there was a solid like thirty minute block where we're just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? 
<laughs> exactly. That kind of derailed it a little bit. Um, true, 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 true. Uh, Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Do you have a thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> Might not be here. Judy Bagwell gave it a thumbs up. No, she gave right, it a true, thumbs true, down. True, true, true. She right, fell in the river. And I, I gave Dynamite a thumbs up myself. And yeah, Rampage. So Rampage kicks off with Excalibur, Taz, Ricky Starks, and Jericho. I love this commentary. Great commentary team. I love Great it so much. Team, love it. Ricky oh, Starks makes way, it so much better. Um, we didn't talk about J- Jim Ross is probably not going to be on commentary for a little bit. Yeah, um, JR I'd is like to see Taz step in. 100% with you. Give me Taz on fucking Dynamite, please. Yes. I'm with that. He can put his dudes. No, he can put his guys over too. No, absolutely. Yeah. So we start off rampage with a Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Universe, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Um, this match went long, dude. It went long. I thought not I, in a bad way, though. I personally dif- did enjoy this match. Um, it's just nice to see the undisputed elite working together. It just kind of puts a smile on my face because <laughs> you know, we rooted for these guys so hard for three years together, right? So. Just yeah, we've been Adam Colmark's uh, forever. You've been Adam Colmark since like Ring of Honor. Yeah, ever since I found him on a Vine. Jesus. Talk about throwing, showing the age a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, on Vine? Oh, my God. Vine goodness. is where anyway. I found Adam Cole. Um, wow. So Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, Garrett, they have some chemistry together. Yes, give me that match, please. Thank you. I uh, <clears throat> That could be a world title feud. I, I want it on TV. 100%. No, just give it to me for like the next 10 weeks. I'm fine. Yeah, uh, Willie. You- <laughs> You're like, wait, what? No, I'm, I'm literally, I'm not even kidding. I would watch it, and I'd be like, yeah, this is great. When we think of guys in AEW, we think of guys like Orange Cassidy, so it, it works, man. Um, again, this there was a lot of good moments here. I thought Cassidy when he hit his double hurricanrana, and then he finished Bobby Fish with the DDT. It was really good. Wheeler actually got a really good hot tag that I thought stuck out. Yeah, it's nice seeing. You know, I, I love seeing Wheeler get involved more and more fellow new japan strong brother and uh this kind of ended with fishing you on the top rope fish hits you with the avalanche falcon arrow and that's enough for the victory so bobby fish with the with the finish yeah and uh so adam cole and bobby fish pick it up uh dart you I wonder have any- if that's gonna be fish's finisher yeah it works dart you have any uh thoughts on that yeah Hey, he's been eating the pin the last few and, weeks. And he didn't they didn't betray each other. Or Adam didn't betray him. It's like they actually listened to us. They were like, <laughs> oh yeah, maybe we should actually not make them abandon him every week. That's a little rough. You know, like <laughs> huge fan of Bobby Cole and just waiting for Kyle. Yeah. Is that like just next waiting. month or something like that when he's coming for It'll be in 2022 for sure. Just when. Okay. But I do have an opinion on, and I'm, I'm throwing this at you right now. Who I'd like to see Bobby Fish perhaps tag with, saying, "Let's just maybe Kyle isn't here, and Bobby Fish doesn't have that long." Okay. Bobby Fish and Mr. Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty Ooh. teaming as a tag. We saw that match they had together. What if they put them together as a tag team? Would you tell me you wouldn't want to see them against? FDR. I want to see it in a match first because that's one that I'm not. I'm not. No, I, yeah, I'm not. just thinking, man, because Tiger Style reminds me of Kyle O'Reilly a little bit, 
And I just, I don't know, dude. There's something I'm not saying there. it couldn't work. I just would want to see them work a match together first. That way we know what their styles, if they can actually mix, and if they're capable of like wanting to come to a couple of some kind of combination move that looks Looks clean, beautiful. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it could work. I mean, anybody, you can tag anybody together. I mean, you I don't tag know, I just, Orange I feel Cassidy like with anybody those... in his faction. You know what I mean? Like, and he has a good match. So it's like, you know. We get a lot like, of those thrown together tags that I just, I, I love seeing. I mean, Matt Seidel and Dante Martin was, I mean, we need to see that in PWG ran back. So I'm sure Excalibur will get on that. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. We, get, we get Tony Schiavone interviewing Tony Nice, and he tells Tony that he will challenge for the TNT championship. He says Bobby Fish and Jade Lethal did not do their homework, which is why Sammy Guevara is champion. Sammy Didn't Guevara- I say this on the podcast that I wanted this match? Like, Yes, you did, which is fucking <laughs> awesome. And Sammy appeared and he told Tony he's he accepts it. They shake hands. However, Nice hits him with a cheap shot and tells him he's the only champ because he was not available. He's only the champ because he was not available yet. I like mentioning Oof. that. I mean, Nice, nice was on WWE for years. Yeah, underused. He was, he was 205 from the jump, man. So... I like seeing this. So we're kind of seeing a trend with Sammy with the TNT title being defended against Fish, Lethal, and now Nice. It's all newer guys. Yeah. So Garrett, I think that means Anthony Green. Oh my goodness. Could Give me that match, there. please. So um and I'm still thinking when some more ROH guys jump over, like a Brody King. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe Bandito. Dalton um, Castle. Dalton Castle. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that match. We have a couple. Next week's looking nice on paper. I know we say that a lot. Oh, yeah. But next week's actually looking really nice. Um, FTR, we go to commercial. FTR challenges Lucha Bros to a two out of three falls match next week on Dynamite. That's going to be awesome. Which we know they actually changed that to Rampage. Whatever. And then we get a Black Friday deal match. Dr. Britt Baker versus Riho. This was a great match. Yeah, I th- I thought it was perfectly fine. It it went some distance too. It, it did get off to it a slow start. And I think so. There was I think a- it needed to build momentum a little bit. Actually, I'm going to disagree there. I think this match needed a little momentum building it in order for it to feel believable that Rio could pick up the win. Not that I think that she can't beat Britt, but I think that just because Britt's been on such a streak of, of wins, you know what I mean? Like that, I think. And and I will say, I know a lot of people don't like the champion losing in non-title matches. But I think for Britt, they had to do something because every time Britt has a match, it's for the title, right? And it feels like they kind of got to get out of that funk a little bit. So to do a non-title against someone who's never uh, lost to her, and again, shout out Excalibur for bringing that up. He's always bringing up the shit that matters for long-term storytelling, which is (laughs) just why I'm a fan of him. I thought Baker hit a really nice sling bait blade at one point. Yeah, it was like in the first 30 seconds of the match or something. Yep. Or maybe the first two minutes. Like, that was a really clean sling blade. Uh, another moment that stuck out, Baker was going for her air raid crash, and Riho countered it and hit her with a dragon suplex, which looked beautiful. Yeah. Riho is just so small that when she hits these types of moves, it fucking just sticks out. It really does. And then Rio, there was a bunch of counters going on, yada, yada, yada. And then Riho countered and eventually hit her with the top rope foot stomp and then rolled her up for the pin, and she got it. Baker was freaking out, and now we know that Riho gets a title shot opportunity. 
Yeah, so that's so, a good thing to have back in your pocket. So that'll be a good match, whatever that happens. Because we've already seen it once. We know it was a decent, a decent match, and put it put the title on the line. It's going to be even better. Yeah, and I think with uh, the way that they've booked Riho now this week, super week for Riho. You know, we yeah. notice these trends when they're about to push someone on a Friday. How they book them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's by the way why we watch Dark, everybody, because you will start to notice things. As if in Wardlow. Attention. Yeah, Wardlow. Just wait. Wardlow is going to be. Dude, when, when, Wardlow, when the shit with Wardlow happens, we don't know what it is. Y'all are going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they knew this thing was happening three months ago. Like. Because they are teeing him up for something. We just don't know what. Um, yeah. I will say, and then they start announcing stuff for next week, which we'll do in a minute. And then we cut to our Mark Henry live interview, which I love. Garrett hates. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just weird. I don't know. I actually didn't hate it this week, but I mean, it's. It almost never means anything. It is awkward, but I kind of like how it's awkward. Eh. I, I, there's something about Mark Henry interviews that make me happy. Again, it's that can such also- an obvious way to just kill time that they need to kill before the match starts. It's just, just, I don't know. Just give them a few extra minutes. But now man. it's become like, a tradition. Know. I like it. <laughs> this is our fucking favorite back and forth. Yeah, it's just it's just not necessary, but whatever. Uh, I actually did think um, that Kingston came off way better than Garcia in this little thing, you know. He did. But, I mean, Kingston excelled in this. Um, yeah, and then we got into our main event, which we talked about, which I was a little down on, but uh, you guys really liked. Hey. Um. So all in all, with uh, Rampage in a thumbs up, thumbs down, perhaps in the middle world. Dart, you take it first, man. Where where were you at with uh, Rampage? Thumbs down. And I'm actually with you in a thumbs down. The only thing I really cared for was the first match, and I just thought that was perfectly okay. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, how about yourself? I would say in the middle just because like, it, there wasn't anything particularly great on this show, but I thought th- there was some fun stuff. I don't know. The opening match was really fun. I thought they would continue that momentum, and the Riho match felt like it did, but then it sort of tapered off toward the end. Um, because the, you know, like you said, the match wasn't to everybody's liking. I just really it felt like wanted to every see the two match, match, match and I went into it and liked it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey sometimes there, there are rampages like that. I mean, you know, rampage to me is usually very consistent. And I think again, I'm sure some people love this. So, all right. I, I got a hypothetical question for you guys. Dart and I were talking about this the other day. Go ahead. If you could get comped tickets front row, for any wrestling event and you could redeem it anytime within the next year pay-per-view regular show whatever for any company what would it be uh, i would go to wrestle kingdom probably yeah oh that's because i want to go to japan to be honest with you but also because the tokyo dome is a great venue i feel like see, i have to see it i actually talked to uh, mr mr Brady about this um not to get it off track or anything, but I was supposed to go to WrestleMania last year. Then COVID happened. Yep. So I did not get to go to WrestleMania. There's only one fan there. Once again, in Tampa this year, did not go. So I said, just in conversation with my that I would not want to go to a, a WWE show right now. Like my... I really wish I went to AEW uh, 
think it was Dynamite in, okay. in Orlando. So you'd Street. rather go to a Dynamite than WrestleMania right now? No, 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 no. Ooh. I said I would rather go to an AEW pay-per-view. Okay. I would still love to go to WrestleMania. In this AEW, I'm like I'm so invested in AEW right now. Instead of perhaps like an all out. Right. So, so, okay. so, so darts like an all out, and Garrett says Wrestle Kingdom. How about you, Charlie? So, I mean, to me, it would be the Royal Rumble. But um, if you guys don't know, Brady and I already went to the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles <laughs> debut. It was so, amazing. Yeah, that would be the Royal Rumble for me. But in outside of that, I'm actually with Garrett here. I would love to see a Wrestle Kingdom live. I feel like that would it just be spark the original podcast, didn't it? That debut, basically, or just was a, that right at more or less about? It was. It that. was around 2015, 2016 when we started. So, and Damn. we've mentioned that before with Radio Podcast. So, if you guys are listening still, and you have uh, listened before, this is Brady that was on that with us. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, I'm uh, honestly with you with Wrestle Kingdom. How about you, Brady? I, you know, just from how selective it is, if they if they bring it back, I I think I'd have to go with Bola. That yeah, Bola would be great. Oh, I, yeah. I think I think that would be my pick. And it's so funny because all four of us pick something non WWE. Now WrestleMania would be my second choice because yeah, front row seats to WrestleMania. I mean yeah. that's and like I said, my first would that's a million dollar seat. But I think I think Bola. It's so selective. Generally, people are planning years and years ahead. They're trying to find ways to get seats to that, or they're invited to come to the the venue. So I don't know. It's just a unique experience. I feel. Yeah, that that is a great pick. What venue would you like to go see? Besides the Tokyo Dome, because we all know the Tokyo Dome is probably number one for all of us. Yeah, Yeah. mine would would be Karuka Hall then in Japan. Hold on. How about this, America? Screw you, America. Um, I would <laughs> because there's not a lot of good good venues. I think. Okay, I'm gonna come read a, a situation that can't actually exist. But if if there could be a situation where you could go to a a show, well, actually, I guess you could in AEW. But I would want to go to a show where CM Punk is in Chicago. That is absolutely where I would want to go. Somewhere in Chicago with CM Punk on the card, just to experience that energy, you know? Yeah. Which is not that hard to do. I could do this. You know what I mean? But like, I just that's honestly, if you if you're talking venues, like specific places in the United States, it would be Chicago. It would be a, a show with Punk on it because that's just I feel like that's the hottest thing you can go to right now. Like, give me Undertaker and Sting in the Milwaukee Rodden Gun Club. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to this. Let's go to the Silver Dome. A local armory show with uh, with 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 Dusty Rhodes taking on. Now I don't give, know. Give me the midget mud wrestling at the local fair. Oh, yes, no. that's the good stuff. But I mean, yeah, that's uh, some good stuff there. Um, that was a fun little uh, question to end there. Absolutely. So what do we have? So we, we went through some of it. What do we have teed up for next week? Yeah. Charlie? So next week we got on Dynamite. We have an Atlanta street fight of Cody Rhodes versus Andrade El Idolo, which Again? I am. Yeah, I I am a okay with this. Uh, I think since it's in Atlanta and Cody's going to get booed out of the fucking building, Tony's putting Andrade over. Probably. They know what they're doing. Um, we have our TNT. Oh God, let's hope he does. Uh, we have our TBS Championship tournament match. Crossroads um, through a table. 
Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. I believe this will be the best match of the tournament. I think these are their two best women wrestlers. I am very excited for this. I hope they let this roll. Tw- I, you know, we always talk about Dynamite opening up with big matches. Open with this. Yeah, true. This week it opened with a promo, so it didn't count. Brian Danielson versus Alan Angels. That's going to be ugly. Sorry, Alan. Yeah. Alan wrestling Kenny Omega and Danielson a couple weeks apart. Good for him. Yeah. And then as we... Yeah, yeah, it was. It opened to Dynamite. And uh, we have a battle of two undefeateds, which we talked about. Gun Club versus Ding and Darby Allen. What? Yeah, uh, that's a mess. But no, those first three matches stick out to me. Yeah. Um, I any of the three uh, matches? Well, I guess technically four that you're most excited for. Dart, you go first. Um, oh, I think I yeah I think. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to, to go jump over Dart, but um, but <laughs> um, anyway, um, I was just thinking like the the women's match, honestly, like is and probably the best thing. Um, because like, I think we're probably all thinking that, but like, I mean, the street fight could be good, but like, honestly, like the women's match, I've been anticipating that one since it was like, I realized in the tournament that it could happen. I was like, Oh, that's going to be fun. Cause this is exactly the kind of match Chris Statlander would have been wrestling on the Indies like two or three years ago. You know, like I agree. And I would put Statlander over. This is her fucking title, man. Anyway, Dart, was there yep. anything that you want to add? I'm excited to the women's match, obviously. I'm excited for the street fight. Hey, I think it's going to be good. Not not due to the two people that are in it. I have this weird thing that when there's a rumor of somebody debuting or something, in any segment that they could debut in, I want Okay. I heard The Rock showing up on Friday. <laughs> yes. The Rock did yeah. more for Impact. No. <laughs> so invested in waiting for the day that Ric Flair shows up in, in Andrade's corner on AEW television instead of in AAA. Okay. I, it'll be great. Wait, are we going to talk about the... I, um, oh, never mind. Hold on. I, I'm going crazy. Oh no, no, no. It was uh, Arn and Arn and Tully. We didn't. I did. We talk about Arn and Tully a little bit. Yeah, we, we mentioned it. Okay. So okay, let's actually talk about that a little bit. Would you guys actually in 2021 want to see an Arn versus Tully match? No, 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 no. God, no. Because <laughs> you like know that's what Tony Khan wants to see. But if you want a true heel to get over as a heel, you have him cross body the two old men. <laughs> I I want Arn to pull out a Glock. Just Tony. No. Whoa. <laughs> All right, ca- ca- calm down, Rust. Yeah, Jesus. It's like <laughs> you're pretty fucked, man. Armed Anderson is coming for you. No, yes. Anyway. <laughs> and then Armed Rampage. Anderson. I think they might only keep it to two matches because uh, we got Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nese for the TNT Championship. And Lucha Bros versus FTR on a best two out of three falls. I would not be surprised if we only have two matches on Rampage. True. I, I the Tony Nese match could actually be really good too. I, I it really just depends um, on how they decide to go about in the match. I don't know. Sammy's really like on a hot streak lately, so that could be really good. Tony has always been opponent based. Like he he lives and dies by whose opponent is. He has to gel with them, or his matches get stale. 
quickly. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can see them doing good together. Tony is a guy, and we were just talking about PWG. I, he will be in PWG this year. If, oh, if yeah. he hasn't been booked already, that's that's one of those genres that's calling his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that'll be it for us this week. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I want to so. thank Brady and Dart for joining us. We appreciate it. It's fun to get a little uh, other perspectives in here. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll look out, look out for the, more of that in the future. We don't, I don't know how often it'll happen, but we'll definitely be on the table for that all the time. I just uh, you know everyone's I'm, schedules are different, so we don't know. I'm very spotty. I, Dart watches every week. I'm I'm spotty. Okay, fair. Yeah. So you'll hear from more uh, we'll, we'll, maybe a little bit more or less from Brady uh, occasionally. You're, you're gonna, you're, I will I will try and join. If you guys do this one, like a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Good All right, what's your favorite oil slick pattern for bowling night? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> On that note, yep. Uh, check if you guys stayed all the way through. We appreciate it. Um, hit up the Duke of Derps on Twitch. He will be live streaming some Jedi Fallen Order. And yeah, later tonight, once I finally get my shit together. So, yep. Yeah, uh, tweet us, tell us to go fuck ourselves, and we will catch you next week when it is no longer the turkey day. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. I fucked that up. Now we're ending. <laughs> Stop. They're coming to you live.